This is the Nebraska Radio Football Show, proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsmen place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at Channel.com. And your Midwest Ford dealers, visit BuyFordNow.com. Back to throw is Schuster, looking down the middle field, hit, and ball pops out. It's loose in a pileup, and the Huskers, I think, have it. Stephon Wynn, I think, has it. As Nelson hitting from the backside, the ball squirted forward, and the Huskers have forced that turnover. Three to the near side, two to the far side. Quick screen pass out to Malik to Washington. He's drilled right away. What a great play. Met on the edge by Chris Kalarvik. Firing through. That'll lose two yards. Gives oh it off to Porter. Plus ah. through. Breaks a tackle. 35-40. Lowers his shoulder. Ball comes out. It's loose. A pile up at the Nebraska 47-yard line. And the Huskers say they've got the football. No official signal yet. And yes, it is. Huskers have it now. Have forced a turnover. Picked out of there. By the big red, Caleb Tanner has the football. Here's your host, Greg Sharp, on the Huskers Radio Network. Thank you. Welcome to our football show for the week. Delighted to have defensive coordinator Eric Chenander with us until the top of the hour. So plenty of time for you to be a part of it with a call or a text at 402-413-2400. Huskers coming off of a 38-17 victory over North Dakota. You said early in the week, through two games, not good enough to this point. Really gave up 10 points. I mean, the interception gave them the ball at the eight, really short field. And until the last play of the game, they weren't over 300 yards. Some of those things were pretty good last week. Yeah, there's, I think there's definite positives we can draw from uh, both week one and week two. Uh, but I think the guys understand that it's, it's not quite up to the standard. The standard they set, not the standard I set. Uh, so they want, they want to live up to the, you know, what they put in, in writing at the beginning of the season. They want to live up to what they think they can be. And I think... You know, football teams, for the most part, it's it's not about where you start. I know it's about wins and losses and those kind of things, but it's about where you finish the season. And these guys want to get better and better each week. I, I've seen, uh, you know, some great things this week uh, as they approach those, you know, limitations we had in the previous two games. So I think these kids really want to, they want to exceed, they want to excel. Uh, and I, I still like where our team's at. Coach Ross mentioned Monday is going to do some more ones-on-ones during the practice. How does that help you, and how did that go? Uh, it, it went great. Uh, you know, I think that that simulates the speed of the game a lot more than, you know, with the scout team. We have an unbelievable scout team. They give us a great look, but it simulates the speed of the game a little bit more. You know, it's a, it's a time when, you know, the, the defensive lineman can go against the offensive lineman, and it's a really a live mentality. It's time where you can see some full-speed routes, and it's not so much that the, the players are different. It's, you know, the scouts are running a, a different team's offense. They're looking at cards. This is our, our team running their good stuff versus us running our base defense, and I think that you know, just speeds up the reaction time and gets you a little closer to a game day simulation. You've used the word leverage a lot. Talk about that, what you mean by that, and what you are or aren't seeing in that realm of defense. Yeah, I think, you know, when you when you become a great defender, um, especially where the college football is gone and where the NFL football is gone, it's become a little bit of a space game. And everybody has to understand when you're playing defense, there's a job to do. You also have to understand, the great ones anyways, they understand their issue, and they also understand their leverage. They understand where they can 
quote unquote miss a tackle. We don't want anyone to miss a tackle. But where, if you're going to miss one, where can you miss it? Where the other people are coming to help you? Uh, you know, if you're if you're a hook defender, you have to track that thing outside in. If you're you know if you're a curl flat defender, you're the edge of the defense, and so on and so forth. But when guys use great leverage and really run to the football, even if there's a miss, it gets covered up by, by other guys hunting down. Um, but when you don't use great leverage, you're not hitting the ball to other people, and, and that's where problems occur. John in Omaha, on our text line for you, Coach says, I've, I've seen our tacklers send a dive for the feed or go for the big collision instead of setting themselves up to make the tackle. How do you work on that? Yeah, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, diving for the feet. I haven't seen too much of that, but you know the, the way the game of football has changed with the safety provisions they've put in, uh, you can't hit anybody above the numbers anymore. Uh, so the strike zone, we we, teach, we talk about eyes to the near hip. Um, that's where the strike zone is in, in college football anymore. Um, and the way that the space game has become, you know, there was a lot of back in the you know, shoot, even when I played high school football, it was a lot of you know, stop your feet get your head across the bow, those types of things. We, we don't believe in, in stopping your feet. We believe in running through tackles, running through ball carriers, always gaining ground, uh, long stride, short stride, shuffle and shoot through the ball carrier. Um, so we're, we're encouraging guys to, to run through the, the tackle, not necessarily preaching a big hit, but running through a tackle. Um, and once again, that leverage comes comes full force. You know, when a, when a ball carrier is running into your leverage, then you can shuffle it down when a ball carrier is running away from your leverage, you can never stop your feet. Somebody else is going to pull that up, and now you got to run through it. Um, so it all depends on what type of tackle you're talking about and what situation the kid's in. Our chat with the coach, proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsman place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at channel.com. North Dakota was 6 of 15 on third downs. How did you feel like your third down defense was last week? Um, you know, I, I thought it was... Once again, it was okay. It wasn't uh, where we wanted to be. And, and a lot of it, North Dakota was a very good football team. Well coached, uh, good players, tough kids, played hard. Uh, but a lot of that was our own doing. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the missed tackles on there was probably something that the caller was talking about. I thought that improper leverage was used on a couple of them. Um, could have saved this maybe a first down. But the, the, the good thing is, is um, kids are understanding the structure of the defense. Now we just need to uh, perfect technique, perfect uh, the, the little nuances in the defense. And I think, you know, as we continue to move forward, that'll get better and better. A couple of sacks last week didn't have any against Northwestern. So you got there a couple of times with Garrett and Oshawn. What are you seeing from your edge guys through two games? Yeah, I think those guys, uh, they, they played a better football game in North Dakota than Northwestern. They, I thought they played well Northwestern, but I thought they, they played better. They played within the, within the defense, within their game. And I, I really thought that those guys rushed the passer well, but they left some sacks on the table. I thought there was more to be had out there. And I, I just keep looking for those guys to improve. You know, the better those guys play, obviously, the better the pass defense becomes, the better the DBs become, the better the DBs cover, the better those guys um, rush the passer. So it's, it's all got to work in, in, in symphony. But I thought those guys had a nice game, and I think they're going to continue to get better and better as the season progresses. Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern's coach, said it's his best offensive line in 17 years. So you, you faced a really good offensive front. I mean, that, 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 there's, a, there's 11 guys on the other side of the ball trying to do something as well. People need to remember that. 
Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought those guys did a, did a really nice job up front. Uh, they had a good plan. They got the ball out of the uh, the quarterback's hands quickly, and they also you know used some backs and some tight ends to chip our edge guys. So they had a good plan coming in of, of how to you know neutralize our, our pass rush a little bit. Um, so you know obviously Coach Fitzgerald's always done a, done a great job with with any team he's ever had, um, and I, I agree with him. I thought that offensive line was was you know much improved from last year, and, and they're a really good unit. Are almost all back, and those two tackles are legit. One of them probably is going to be playing in the next level in a hurry. Absolutely, I think uh, Skaronski is probably you yeah. know one of the, one of the best in the country. So I'd look to see him play on Sunday for sure. Buckle up, put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Doc and Lincoln says, Coach, can you talk about our corners? Can we see them crowd the line a little bit more? Maybe play some more man to man. Uh, I think the corners are, are really good players. I think Tommy Hill uh, has come in here and done a really nice job. Quentin Newsom's, you know, a you know, quote unquote known commodity. He had a lot of starts last year. Uh, you know, I think you gotta, you always gotta look at what you're playing. Um, you know, what what are the routes that are being presented to you? Where do we need to get extra hitters in the game? Uh, and when time calls for it, I, I love to play man to man. You know. There's there's a time and place for everything, but uh, obviously you, you love to to play some man and add some rushers to the to the pass game, and so I'd I'd love to do that in the future if if it's the right time and place. You lost a lot of experience on that back end. I mean, the two safeties had been here forever, and then Cam Taylor Britt was a heck of a football player. So you've got guys that haven't played a lot at this level back there outside of Quentin, who's your most veteran guy back there. Yeah, I think that you know then the next guy that's played some games is Miles, Miles. Farmers. You know, he yeah. he started a few at the end of the last year, but not a not a bona fide starter for the last couple of years. Uh, once again, you know, just it means a lot to those guys in the back end. And I talk to them, you know, on a daily basis about just things that you know we can improve. And Coach Fisher's working with them and things they can improve. And they take you know they soak it all in. And I think that they're. Their lack of inexperience, if you will, is is not holding them back. It's just they're they're continuing to learn, and they're going to get they're going to get better and better every single week, and they're going to start seeing things a little faster, kind of like Mark Ellen and Deontay did. Um, but I look for I think that group's is going to be by the end of the season. You know, as we continue to progress through this, that's going to be a really strong strong point on our team. How pleasing was it to see you see a young guy like Marquise run down that long play? tackling before he got to the end zone and you hold him to three that's a pretty good i would think for a young player and something you probably use in film sessions during the week about this is where we talk about maximum effort we say four points right there yeah i i you're 100 percent right and you know i felt great about it but it wasn't surprising right you didn't feel good about the play but you felt great that he got it right yeah. and it, but it, and it wasn't surprising because he gives that effort in practice every day uh he flies around he runs around you know some sometimes you know, with with a young guy like that, it's it's better to say whoa than giddy up. And and sometimes, you know, he's he's flying around, and we got to calm him down a little bit. But I love that about him, and he's a great young man. He's a great football player, and and I think he's going to be a, a a star by the time he's done at Nebraska. Future captain, write that down. He's got that kind of leadership ability. Absolutely, Jeremy in Texas for you on our text line, Coach. Some of the clinics down here in Texas are teaching uh, read the backfield for keys instead of the line because of the new age of RPO. I know we've always taught key to the line in the back. How do you feel about where your keys are? Yeah, I think it, it depends on the offense you're playing. You know, some of these some of these teams that are in the Big Ten, we we get the I don't know if we get it or 
we we have the luxury or however you want to say it, but we get to see all different all of kinds them. of offenses. You know, spread uh, two backs. We get to see pro style. We get to see uh, option stuff. We get to see everything. So I think it kind of depends on who you're playing. If you're playing one of those um, pro style teams with two backs in the backfield or, or an NFL style run, you know, you can read the inside triangle. If you're playing, um, you know, a spread team, you got to read guard in your back a little bit. Um, but I think that there's a lot of different ways to you know to do things, and I, I don't know if there's a wrong way. Probably there is the wrong way but there's a lot of different ways to do it right um i think you got to do what works for you you know but i think you know for right now you know we're, we're keying guard to near back a lot in a lot of these spread sets so what kind of changes have you made against the the rpo game in the last six seven years i mean every you always tweak things figure out something offensive coaches are trying to trick you you're trying to counter what they're doing what what have you changed on defending rpos yeah i think it just it, you know it, it really goes back to triple option football right i mean you know they're they're running they call it inside zone read and there's a bubble out there really that's just veer and there's a there's a dive and there's a qb keep and there's a pitch the pitch might be the bubble pass it might be up in the curl it might be somewhere but they're 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 doing the same thing the triple option teams did to you they make you play 11 on 11 football um, so you're playing 11 on 11 football and or you're trying to disguise something you're doing and send a pressure or, or cut up the front and, and you know steal a gap here and there and keep some extra guys out in coverage so it's definitely it, it forces you to tweak things every week and especially depending on what kind of rpos you're seeing how about the defensive line? I mean, you lost a lot there, too. Ben Silly was with you forever, and then Damian Daniels off to the, the NFL. And, and, I mean, how about you got some new faces up there, and you went to the transfer portal to get some guys who you knew now added to the rooms. Yeah, I think those guys have done a really good job. Um, you know, Ty, I, I think Ty Robinson's a, a superstar. Uh, he's going to continue to to play at a high level and I think you know once he gets more comfortable with everybody around him just like those guys were last year they've been together so long he'll continue to play well too Colton Feast is I've talked about him a lot self-made guy uh, did it the hard way he's earned everything he's got and then you know Nash Hutmacher's been in there Mosai Newsom gotten some play last couple weeks Um, and then you know the new guys Stefan Wins played really well the last two weeks Devin Drew's played really well the last couple of weeks, so I think we got some some pieces um, inside that are really good. And then you know the edge rushers you already talked about, but you know we also have you know we all know Garrett and Caleb and um, Oshan, and then you know throwing Jamari Butler and Blaze Gunnerson. I think you got a really nice crew and you got a nice rotation there. How far behind were Stefan and Devin? I mean, they weren't here for spring. Stefan, you had for most of the summer. Devin was a really late addition. How, how close are they to maybe with a total understanding of what you want out of those guys? Yeah, I think, you know, they're they're close. I think, you know, Stefan's probably closer than Devin. Stefan's a um, very high football IQ. Um, you know, you could tell that when you first met him, when we first started talking before he was even a Husker. Um, and, you know, to be honest with you, Devin's done a really nice job of coming in and, and learning the system and being able to operate out there and, uh, I said it before, but Coach Dawson and, and the, you know, the the graduate assistants that work with the defensive line and help with the defensive line have done an unbelievable job of getting him ready to play in a football game ten days, you know, before it happened. Our Sports Highly Hotline is brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the sixteen convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime with eighteen brands. And a huge selection of pre-owned, you can always find what you're looking for with Woodhouse. Our lines are open for you, 402-413-2400. The same number works as a text. Keep those coming. We'll pass along to Coach as well. It's our Nebraska football hour. We've got a lot more straight ahead. 
Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center is sponsored by Acres. They are the Midwest's premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more. Acres solutions for every field. It's our Husker football show for the week. The defensive coordinator, Eric Chenander, with us until the top of the hour. If you want to be a part of it, 402-413-2400. Our chat with the coach, proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsman place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at Channel. Dot com. JP in Omaha. Love what you're doing, Coach. Keep up the good work and coaching them up. Do the players watch the good film breakdown to the bad? How do you implement that into practice and learn on the mistakes that are made on game day? Uh, yeah, I, I don't quite hope I'm answering this correctly. Uh, we do. We watch, uh, we watch the good and the bad from the game. We watch the game in the entirety. Um, so every play from the game gets watched. In practice, uh, not every play gets watched. What we kind of do is, uh, as we're watching the film as a staff, we'll make the cut-ups for each individual position group. And obviously, in, in those position groups, we highlight some really good things that players did, uh, maybe the technique that we want to show the other players. We also highlight the mistakes that everyone made so we can get those corrected on a day-to-day basis. Uh, so yes, the, the good and the bad get watched. Uh, the game in the entirety, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, gets watched. Uh, but you know, a huge piece of of coaching is correcting and then you know another huge piece is reinforcement so i hope that answers the question do you do you do a film breakout with the defense and then each position coach does their own or how do you handle that yep so uh when we get together as a unit we we're talking about structural things uh talking about um you know how we want the guys to play if there's an effort good or bad issue uh, if there's a tackling like some people have mentioned already issue if it's a if it's a defensive complete defensive issue or a structural issue in the defense or a check didn't get made right or uh, something really good happened we highlight that together and then the individual position coaches go through it with their with their individual players my uh, Mike and Grand Auto says coach is there any rules about defensive linemen having to be in a three-point stands can they all be standing up and how does that affect offensive lines? Can it mess them up if you're doing one of those? Uh, there's no rules about anybody being down. Um, you know, I think that for the most part on first and second down, uh, most people like uh, defensive linemen, especially the interior guys in a three-point stance just to get leverage on the uh, offensive linemen. The edge guys, as you guys probably watch a lot of Big Ten football, some people have them up, some people have them down. We have a combination of both up and down defensive ends. Uh, then when you're talking about third down, there's definitely a, a place where you know you can get everybody up or, or most of them up and walking around a little bit and try to disguise which you're going to bring a blitz or not bring a blitz and confuse the offensive line. So I think there's, there's definitely room for both in the game. You'll like this one, Coach. This is Molly. She says, I'm turning 13 Saturday. I was wondering if you could hold Georgia Southern to 13 or less. P.S. My dad asked me to ask that question. Well, Molly, so that would make me very happy. There's if, your we could get the, if we could get that done for you, I will definitely talk to the guys. And if it comes true, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to get you uh, send you a T-shirt or something. Yeah, that would be nice. 13 points, I think you'd probably sign up for that. I mean, yeah. you'd love the shutout or something less than that, but... That'd be a good good night's work there. The the you had to spell Nick Henrich last week. He was not available to you. You started a true freshman, Ernest Hausman from Columbus in that spot. How'd he do? Yeah, Ernest, like you know, I said in the media before, was there some mistakes? Yes. 
Was there some, you know, some mental errors and some physical errors? Absolutely. But Ernest is a he's a special young guy. He's going to be a fantastic football player. Uh, he's going to have a really bright future as a Husker. And I was really proud of what he did going out there. You know, and it wasn't like he, you know, it wasn't like your first start was, you know on the road somewhere where the, the, the crowd wasn't a factor. He's a he's a hometown guy. He's a Columbus native. He got to go in Memorial Stadium and make his first start in front of an unbelievable crowd. So uh, I'm sure the, the lights were shining pretty bright in his face early, but I think the rest of the guys did a good job of settling him down, and I can't wait to see what he turns into throughout this year in his career. How's his football IQ? Is it beyond his years a little bit, would you say? His football IQ is very, very high. Uh, you know, and it's it, it all – comes to fruition on game day can you draw it on the board yeah can he answer the questions yeah can you get it done when the when the lights are on and the crowd screaming that's what we have to see and you know for the most part he got it done and like i said there's there's always mistakes there's always corrections but he's uh he is very smart in in his football iq is beyond his years Dorothy Lynch, home style and light and lean dressing, endless flavorabilities. 402-413-2400, the number if you want to call us up with a comment or question or fire off text. Love the text coming in. We'll keep uh, rolling through those from you here as we move through the hour. Your nickel. You had great competition in August for the nickel spot. Isaac Gifford came out of camp as your one. Looks like he's played pretty well in that spot. Yeah, he's done a lot of nice things. Um, you know, I thought he played he played well two weeks in a row. Uh, you know, he's got another test this week. They're gonna they're gonna throw the ball around a little bit and they're gonna go fast. And um, it's been great to have Javen Wright back healthy. He's played really good football. He's doing an unbelievable job on special teams. Uh, and you know, he's gonna he needs to get some reps in the, in the upcoming games. Chris Kalarvik was uh, at nickel with us, and then last week, as you guys saw, he you know he sacrificed for the team and moved back to inside linebacker um, where he took a lot of reps. And he's also playing. Um, really well on special teams too so I feel I feel confident about the the guys we have in that room right now Chris that's pretty I mean that's pretty unselfish of him he I know he lost a little bit of weight to try to help his quickness and foot speed but to know you were down a man and that inside backer he knows that position pretty well to go out there and I thought he did some pretty good things for you Saturday yeah he really did he slid back into that role and um you know, obviously, you play the position for a week, and you know you're getting the game plan put in. You're seeing a new offense. Uh, it's tough, but he did. He did a really nice job, and thankful that we have him on the team and that he did what he did. And he's he's always he's always ready to help the team wherever we need it. So I'm I'm glad to have him. Quentin Newsom. We don't talk a lot about him because I think people just kind of take him for granted because he's the guy that has played an awful lot back there. What have you seen from him? Where and where does he still need to improve as a as a defensive back? Yeah, I think, you know, you don't probably hear a lot from him because they don't throw the ball at him a bunch or, or you know, it's it's not a bunch of – he doesn't give up a bunch of completions, which is a great thing as a corner. Um, he does his job. He's not a loud guy. He's a he's a great leader for the for the team, especially in the defensive back room. Um, you know, him and Miles Farmer. But he, he, he does – he comes out every day. He competes every day. He does his job. We feel 100% confident with him on the field. Um, you know, everybody can always improve a little bit, and I think Quentin's done a really nice job of, of getting his eyes cleaned up over the off season, uh, cleaning up his press technique. But he's he's come along really nicely, and I'm really proud of, of what he's done for our team. We passed John Cook as you came in to do this hour, and I heard him ask you, "How did you do coming back from from Europe with your body clock and stuff? Does it affect you much?" Yeah, you know, I, I told him, I, I said, I think, you know. You know the uh, the young guys. I, every time I got up to to go to the bathroom, those, those guys were all sleeping. I slept a lot on the way home, so um, I don't think it was 
you know, I don't know, when you're when you're young and when you travel around a lot and all those kind of things, that stuff doesn't bother you as much as it does, you know, some other people. So I thought I thought those guys handled it really well. They came back to work the, the you know the following Monday, uh, you know, and were we a little bit lethargic? I don't know, maybe, but maybe not too. Uh, so I, I don't think it had that much effect on us. But I guess we'll see this week. You know, if we we come out blasting, then you know, maybe it did, maybe, maybe it did. didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people question Nebraska. Like, well, don't you want a bye week after that? Don't you? And we in Nebraska, you, the choice was not to go ahead and play a game. You win the game, so it, I guess in the end it works out well. But uh, I, I thought. Your 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 people who planned that whole thing. I thought the logistics of all that went really well over there. Moving a football team around like that is not an easy thing to do. No, I don't think anybody will ever know the amount of work that went into that um, with the operations. You know, with uh, you know Andrew Sims and Austin Herrick, and then you know this the the this sheer manpower and the weight of the equipment that got moved with, with Jay Terry and his staff. I mean, in, in our administration, they got everything, you know, dialed up so well and, and got us the accommodations. I mean, it, everyone that was involved in that did an unbelievable job and very thankful for them. Hey, this Saturday, we are recognizing the agriculture community in our great state with the Acres Ag Day celebration, recognizing our partners supporting Acres Ag Day, AGI, Bex Hybrids, Central Valley Ag Channel, DeKalb, Golden Harvest, and Valley. Looking forward for a great day on Saturday. Well, time now for our College Vault Play of the Week. We go back into the vault and find a great play in Husker history. We're going to take you back to a non-conference game in the early 80s. The Huskers were on the drive. This was the scoring explosion which nebraska is going to wear replica jerseys of that team this saturday in their georgia southern game huskers on offense let's listen to the call third and two nebraska's over the ball in the eye with rogier at the top of the eye and gill calling the count he turns flips it off to rogier rogier turns he's running back around the field he's trying to get away looking for blockers he turns up field he's going to run a touchdown And the great Lyle Bremser on the call there. Mike Rogier obviously went on to win the Heisman Trophy that year. Alumni Hall is your ultimate Husker shopping experience with the largest and best selection of apparel, vault gear, and tailgate accessories. Shop their two Lincoln locations or alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall, where Huskers shop. 402-413-2400, the number to dot us up with a comment or question, or if you want to, fire off a text. More with the coach coming up. Well, the Oscars return the first or second half opening kickoff for a touchdown. You could be a winner of $54,000 credit on a new vehicle from Woodhouse Auto Family Dealership this season. This week's contestant, Rachel Bricky of Omaha. Go to huskers.com slash Woodhouse for official rules and get yourself entered for future weeks. Rachel, it's coming. I feel it. I feel a kickoff return coming for the Huskers this year. Coach Shenander with us until the top of the hour. It's our football show here on Sports Island. 402-413-2400, the number to call. Or if you want to fire off a text, Art in Los Angeles says, Coach, you got a couple of bye weeks coming up. Do the players get the Saturdays off? How do you structure the bye weeks? Uh, well, usually, usually they get uh, – they would get Saturday off, um, and usually you practice. You know, you're only allowed a certain amount of practice during the week. So usually you're going to practice three or four days during that week. Give them a little time on both ends to recover. Uh, you know, and, and usually in, in those in those type of settings, it's 
a little bit more good on good practicing your your base stuff and then towards the end of the week getting ready for the next opponent um but yeah the player the players definitely get some time off uh during that coaches uh, get to hit the road and go recruiting. Recruit. So we're gonna we're gonna be in some high schools. I know I'm already scheduled to go see some some high school slash junior college games that first weekend. So it's a, it's a it's a nice a nice time for a lot of people, but it's also a busy time. Had a good summer on the recruiting trail. I know you can't mention names because they haven't signed yet, but it looks like you guys are in a pretty good spot coming out of out of summer. Yeah, I like where we're at. I like the some of the pieces that, you know, like you mentioned, committed that we can't really mention, and some of the ones that are committed that maybe the public doesn't know about yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you know, with the ever changing times we live in with college football, you're you're, you're going to be recruiting uh, nonstop from now until the time the next season starts. You never know. You know, the transfer portals open both ways, and and you know, guys leave and guys stay and guys want to come and all those kind of things. So I think each and every year you're going to have to from here until they change the rules again, you're going to have to look at your team, and it's going to be like the NFL. You're going to have to go to, uh, you know, the, the the transfer portal, the the junior colleges, the high school guys, and, and make the best team you can. Nebraska 811 says, go dig red. Before you dig, always call or click 811 to have your utility lines marked. It's free, it's easy, it's the law. You mentioned Colton Feast earlier in the program, just a guy that put, makes made himself into a good, solid football player, a walk-on at a program. I'm looking out there in the second half last week, and there's Phelan Sanford playing some defense for you. Oh, he must have earned your guys' trust to put him out there. The game was still very much in doubt at that point in time. Yeah, Phelan's done a, a really nice job. He's you know he's played special teams for us for the last couple seasons. Uh, you know th- both those two guys, you know amongst others, but but Phelan and and Colton, you know they've earned not only the trust from the coaches, they've earned their teammates' trust. You know you're talking about a guy from Binkelman and a guy from Utan, and <laughs> yeah. Those guys have come in here and they've done it the right way. They've worked hard, and I, I couldn't be more proud of those guys. I couldn't be, you know, just more happy for for those two guys because they've earned everything they've got, and it's it's been awesome to watch. Luke Reimer came here as a walk on, didn't last very long. You guys scholarshiped him up pretty good. I was on one of our affiliates today, and they said, "Ask Coach Janander about Luke." I think there's some perception that he didn't have a great game last week because he didn't have double digit tackles, which is almost kind of the norm with that young man. What have you seen from Luke in two games? Yeah, I mean, Luke's a outstanding football player, um, and just like everybody else, you know, he's he's got really good speed. He's got really good, you know, he's he's a long arm guy. He's not, you know, super tall in the in the grand scheme of things, but he's a long arm guy. Uh, he can really run. He can. The thing I, I think that he's really improved is he can really diagnose plays now. When he was younger, he was more of a see ball get ball type guy. Now he understands, you know, what he's looking at, what he's seeing. Uh, you know, w- without Nick out there, you know, to be honest with you, you know, it was kind of his show out there. Um, you know, you had Ernest in there, whose whose football IQ is very high for a young guy, but but Luke was in there running running the show for the whole for the whole defense. You know, setting the front. Uh, getting the uh, blitzes directed the right way, getting the the checks going the right way. You know, along with the back end making their checks too. But uh, you know, Luke did a lot for us in that game, and I don't think that you know he's he's ever played a bad game since he's been a Husker. But you know, some are better than others. But but Luke's Luke's going to be really good this year. Not one of those guys you lose sleep over worrying how he's going to play. No, no, not at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, this week, Georgia Southern. Uh, Clay Helton, reputation liking to throw the football quite a bit. I know they played a team last week that might be hard to kind of gauge what kind of group that they've got. What What are you expecting out of them Saturday night? Yeah, I think it's hard to gauge, you know, who they played and who they are. It was their first game as well, both teams. Uh, so, you know, they're uh, 
I think they're going to go really fast. You know, I think you know Coach Helton is, is obviously talked about that publicly. Uh, they they want to be a big time tempo team. Uh, you know, they've shown that they want to throw the football around, but they also can can run it very adequately. They have you know very very good run schemes. They're, they're a zone team. They're a counter team. They're a power team. Um, so they they have all the runs available to them. But I think that you know they want to as the game goes on, they want to wear down a defense. They want to you know keep you on the field, not let you sub. They want to go fast when they want to go fast, and they want to slow it down when they want to slow it down. Uh, so I think. It's it's going to be a pretty good challenge for our guys to, to see that type of team. Kyle Van Trees is the quarterback. We saw him a year ago. Is at Buffalo. He transferred after that season to Georgia Southern to play for Coach Helton. What's he do well? Yeah, I think the, I think the system. Um, fits him pretty well you know maybe even better than than when he was at Buffalo uh, you know there's a lot of uh, I think he's a very smart player um, so I think they put a lot on him to, to get him in the the correct uh, you know check and, and get it from the sideline and get everybody else directed he can get the ball out of his hands quickly as he did versus us last year um, and you know there's a few a few times on film that he, he can run he can run the ball adequately so he'll he'll pull it and make you pay when you when you miss your assignment Ken on our text line says, I want to go back to the Northwestern run game. Did they surprise you with anything, or are they just that good? Yeah, you know, I think that they, you know, like I've said before, uh, I think they had a few wrinkles in the game plan, um, but everybody does. Uh, you know, also, I think we, we didn't know exactly what we had with the, with the new defensive line pieces, so we probably, you know, that's probably a mistake that I made. I play, played those guys a little bit too much, the the, the, the veteran guys, um, when we could have had some fresh bodies in there. Um, but, but it's a really good football team up front. Um, I thought, they, you know, that we were a good football team up front, too, and I think that we could have we could have neutralized that thing a little bit more, and I think, you know, there's a few few personnel decisions that I made that, that weren't a benefit to the team, and a few things that we did um, just as a first game type deal that could have been different. Well, the official co-op of Husker Nation, Central Valley Ag, invites you to participate in the football radio show. Whether you text from the tractor or call from the combines, farmer feedback is always welcomed on the Huskers radio network. I know we're just a week or so away from harvest starting at parts around the state. We'll be getting some more calls from the combines. 402-413-2400. That's the number for you if you want to dot us up with a comment or question or keep those texts coming. We're back with our last segment with the coach next. Our chat with the coach proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsman place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at channel.com. Last few minutes with Eric Chenander, Husker defensive coordinator, 402-413-2400. The number to dot us up with a comment or question. Huskers in action Saturday night, Georgia Southern. I know the players, fans love night games, and usually the atmosphere in there is pretty cool, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Um, Shoot, I don't. I don't know if I've been in, involved in a better atmosphere than Michigan last year. It was, it was really something to watch. I almost missed the light show. You know, sometimes at the, at the quarter, I almost went up and went to the bathroom, and somebody's like, "Oh, you better sit you down be, and watch it." Yeah. So it, 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 it was it was awesome. In, in you know the night game, any game at, at Memorial Stadiums, you know, second to none, and then the night game only amplifies it a little bit. So I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the freshmen that have never been part of one of those or the new guys on the team. But it, it's it's really exciting. Children of the Corn in our chat room wants to know if you've thought about running a four-two-five at all on defense. Uh, yeah, we ran that eighty-six uh, percent of the time last year. Okay, so it was and, a big part of our plan last year. Yeah, and it hasn't changed this year. Okay, very good. Um, I, I've not asked you this. I know in Ireland, you they had you guys clear down on the corner. How different was that? Did you feel like you were kind of disconnected a little bit from the game? Uh, yeah, it was. It was weird. It definitely different. I mean, it was the same for both teams, so it didn't 
you know, it's not an excuse or, a, a, you know, whatever. But we were way down on, I think I was on the goal line looking back. So, you know, it was great when it was on this side of the field. But when it was on the far side of the field, it became, a, you know, a little bit difficult to see as opposed to what it normally is. Any other full-time assistants up with you, or are the rest of them down on the sidelines? The rest on defense are down the sidelines, yep. But I have, I have a great crew up there with me. I have the, the, the graduate assistants and, um, you know, the quality control guys. So it's, it's, I got really good help. They give me really good information, and we see the whole game up there. We've heard Coach Frost talk about because of the new assistants on the offensive side of the ball, they're still trying to figure out how to communicate with each other. You guys haven't had to, to deal with that. But that, there is something about that, isn't there? Kind of a rhythm that a staff gets into during a game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think for me, you know, I used to be on the field. I've, I've done both. Uh, I think that, you know, when you're a new staff, they – you know, maybe it's important to be on the field. Um, when you're together a long time, you, you trust the other coaches on, the, on your side of the football, and you trust that you can relay information down them and they can get it corrected, uh, and they can, you know, talk to the team. So I, I feel very fortunate with the, the assistant coaches we have on defense. Uh, we've been together for a long time, a lot of trust, uh, you know, good friends. Um, but I'm, I'm very fortunate to work with those guys. Mentioned earlier in the show, O'Shawn had his first Husker sack. I think we're going to see a lot more of those. That's that's a young man that seems like he's fit in pretty well with the program. Yeah, he's done a great job. Uh, you know, obviously he's a good player in, in those types of things, but he did a great job of coming in. You know, you worry about those guys in the NFL and in college football now, the you know, the the high priority free agent type guys, but he's man, he's done a great job of coming in here, working hard, being humble, being part of the team. The guys love him, the coaches love him. Uh, he's fit in really, really well, and I couldn't be more happy to have him on the team. Your defensive front last week had, I think it was three tips. Those are the ones that need to turn into picks, right? Somebody needs to grab that ball that's deflected up in the air, and that's just a matter of kind of maybe being in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, it, it is, but it's also, you know, about playing harder and longer than everybody else, you know? So, um, you know, you watch the turnover reel from the NFL and college football, which I do in the offseason, those – you know those picks a lot of them come on tips and overthrows right so you know you got to be able to capitalize on that and not every single one is somebody going to be around but you know you'd like to get one or two of those you know a week if you can get some tip balls up in the air uh, but yeah that would make a huge difference and i know you've been kind of wanting to see some more i think yeah you've had a turnover in each game and a young year you'd love to have more than that saturday night yeah you know we, we'd love to you know our, our goal on defense right now is to you know to get to a game um, so, you know, we'd love, we'd love to get that. And, you know, once you get that goal, you always want to eclipse it. But uh, we'd love to get multiple turnovers this week. Well, good luck. Hopefully, I mean, you're not going to have to worry about the rain. You're up, you're up top. Yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be fine. I'll be dry and warm, so it'll be good. All right, thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Eric Chenander with us here on our Husker Football Radio Hour here on the Huskers Radio Network. Our Sports Highly Hotline is brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime with 18 brands and a huge selection of pre-owned. You can always find what you are looking for with Woodhouse. Huskers, 6.30 kick with Georgia Southern on Saturday night. Pre-game coverage begins at 2.30 with Husker Game Day. For our entire crew, thanks for listening tonight. We'll have a full show for you again tomorrow night. Good night.